from the 50 midweek edition on the Bruise on the Balcony podcast network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the From the 50 podcast. I am your host, Zach Zook, alongside Nick Yale and TJ Weber. Big Web unable to uh, be with us here on the midweek show, but man, it is a busy, busy week in the NFL. We have plenty to talk about today. How's it going, guys? I'm doing great, gentlemen. It's a nice little Thursday night. This is kind of late for us. And since there's no Thursday night football, I said, well, why the hell not go live? So here we are. Yeah, we might as well. I mean, it's uh, exciting times here over at uh, the Reno Studios. Book It Sports Beta Test app is is live now. We are officially in beta. You boys are on the app, so that's exciting. Uh, and it's we're rocking and rolling, man. Rocking and, rock rolling. and rolling. Ready for week six. Get the hell out of week five. <laughs> TJ did not have a good week. Yeah, you hate to see it. Just one win for uh, TJ there in uh, week at, five. Uh, but... It was a rough week for uh, a lot of people. I feel like there were a lot more negative takes in the NFL about how teams and players and coaches have performed poorly rather than positive takes of teams and you know people that have done well. So one of those people is Le'Veon Bell, who I want to get to right off the top. He was released by the Jets. It has not worked, to put it mildly. Yep. And I don't know... If it's Le'Veon's fault, I'm sure he didn't. He hasn't helped the situation, or if it's Adam Gase's fault or what. I know the previous GM, Mike McCagnin, made the signing, so the current GM did not sign him to that money. I don't think they could find anybody that was even interested. They ended up having to just cut him. So uh, what are your guys' thoughts on the whole Le'Veon Bell situation? I have heard that it's reported he's between three teams, the Dolphins, Bills, and Chiefs. He's going to the Chiefs. He's going to sign next. He's going to the he Chiefs. He already signed? He did. Yep. Yep. Okay, Chiefs. when did that happen? An hour about, or two ago? About yeah. 30 minutes ago. Very yeah. recently. Okay, he so he's headed to the Chiefs. Chiefs. Yes, sir. What is yeah. your guys' immediate reaction to that? Uh, I think it's you know, it's interesting signing by the Chiefs. Certainly they are they are using him as a – a uh, precaution for Clyde Edwards-Alaire in case that he gets injured. I think they'll use Edwards-Alaire as more of the three-down back and then use Le'Veon Bell more in the passing game. Those, those screen running back options, you could still play him both on the same on the field at the same time, using Bell more as a split-out wide receiver and then using Edwards-Alaire in the, uh, in the run game. But, um, I mean, I know he, he obviously wants to go win a championship to sign the one-year deal wants to go be on a, a contender. I understand his frustrations not being uh, wanting to be on the Jets, and I understand that the Jets trying to get rid of him, get, get rid of that contract when they understand that – I mean, it sucks to the Jets that they couldn't trade him anywhere, that they had to cut him, and then, you know, he signs with the uh, signs of the Chiefs. So the Chiefs just got a whole lot better with, with Le'Veon Bell in their backfield. I think Andy Reid will be able to manage his personality, whatever, um, you know, personality issues that he had in Pittsburgh and then in New York, wanting to, um, you know – playing time, salary, whatever his issues were, I think Andy Reid will do a fine job of managing that. And so good on the Chiefs and good on Love Bell, I guess, for going to a contender. Yeah, I, I think it's it's good for him. You know, I don't know what this means for uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I don't know what his feeling is on it. I mean, I think I agree with Nick. They're not going to, you know, out him of his spot. I mean, Chiefs are, you know, 4-1 and one right now for a reason. So I don't really see why he'd lose his starting spot. But it makes it intriguing because, to me – if he was between a few teams, you know, the Chiefs obviously give him one of the best chances to win a Super Bowl, I think. Um, but also, I think he wouldn't go there if he didn't think he'd be playing. So I don't know what's going to happen if, if they promised him, you know, 50-50 share, if they maybe promised him to start here in the next couple of weeks, see if he can take the, the load where Edwards Hilaire would become just the receiving back. I don't know what the I don't know what the right move is, but something tells me that if Bell heard that he wasn't going to play, he probably wouldn't have been there, you know. The one interesting thing to me, it, it is the Clyde Edwards Hilaire thing, but uh, historically, Andy Reid doesn't really go backfield by committee. Uh, whoever it's been, whether it's been, you know, Jamal Charles, whether it's been Kareem Hunt, whether it has been now Clyde Edwards Hilaire, he typically sticks with one back, you know, playoff play Damian, uh, Damian Williams, yeah. you know, a year ago on the Super Bowl run. So, he doesn't really use multiple backs. It is one guy. So the 
fact that they spent a first round pick on Clyde Edwards Hilaire and then went out and got Le'Veon Bell, I think tells you two things. Le'Veon's a rental because they're not going to be re-signing him after this year when his price inevitably goes up and he signs a multi-year contract. And two, I think it tells you that they're really going all in on this season. I, I do expect Le'Veon Bell to get the majority of the work. I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire will still obviously be a part of the offense. I don't think it's going to be, you know, like it's been in the past for the Chiefs, but I do think that we're going to see a clear-cut one and a clear-cut two as we go on through the season. Yep. I don't know what that division's going to look like early on. I'd imagine uh, – the first week or two while they get bell up to speed it'll still be a lot of ceh but as the season goes on i think somebody's going to claim the number one role and uh, somebody will have the number two role so that yeah, makes uh, sense i mean you have to yeah, do that as a super bowl contending team you can't have Le'Veon bell come into the locker room and and start messing with the team and, and the chemistry because they have a team that's been working they have a you know a head coach that wants to win another one they signed their quarterback to a 10-year deal so the last thing you want is Le'Veon Bell to come in here and, and you know, you want him to be the guy of old, but you don't want him to mess with your locker room. Because to me, I think the Chiefs are one of the best locker rooms in the NFL. They always seem like they love Andy Reid. They, to me, seem like the team that never has any, you know, bad stories coming out of the locker room with their teammates. So, you know, they're taking a risk a little bit, I will say. I think it's the right move if Bell can kind of find what he had in, in Pittsburgh before he held out of his contract. But, I mean... If this could be kind of a risk, I'm not going to lie. So hopefully it works out for the Chiefs, and and hopefully Lev Bell gets uh, back to his old ways. So there's another guy that hasn't had the greatest week. Good old Dan Quinn down in Atlanta. They uh, parted ways with him, and I, I just want <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to hear. Just say fired. About Don't say time. parted ways. Say fired. I'm interested to hear your guys. Fire. Yeah. Can't I'm interested that. to hear your guys' take on uh, Atlanta's situation, where they go from here, because obviously that was like the clearest thing coming. But where do they yeah. go from here? Because they have a, an aging quarterback in Matt Ryan. It doesn't feel like they have a lot of long-term pieces there right now. Rebuild. No, Zook, they, they it's have... a rebuild. They got to rebuild. It's done. They they have a lot of shit they got to figure out. Their defense sucks. And they're gonna get a new they're gonna get a new coach and they're not gonna build around Matt fucking Ryan. I'll tell you that right now. They're no. getting a brand new quarterback. They're doing whatever they can. I, I mean, I don't know. You have pieces though. You have pieces. I mean, I mean, Julio Jones when when healthy is still one of the top wide receivers in the league. Calvin Ridley, uh, Todd Gurley looks to be a little bit better than he was in, in with Los Angeles in the past couple of years. And Matt Ryan certainly ain't it anymore. He's He's washed up, can't throw the ball uh, like he used to, even though he can still score. But they, they got to start with the defensive side of the ball. I mean, you have oh, to get God, either a, so a top top D end, a, uh, a a Jalen Ramsey type safety or cornerback in in the uh, in the defensive back because they are just getting absolutely torched in the secondary week after week. And their offense, you know, Matt Ryan might have a couple more serviceable years there if you can put together some pieces on the defensive side of the ball to at least contain the opponent from scoring. But it, it, you're just going to have to it's, – it's a shootout every week with, with Atlanta and these other teams because Atlanta can put up points. Like, they can, they can score, but uh, their defense is so abysmal that they can't do anything to even hold a lead even if they get one. So – uh, I, I think it was no surprise that that Quinn was fired. It was it was three weeks too late in my opinion, and uh, they also fired the uh, the also fired the GM. So Teddy Touchdown took two jobs there last weekend. It and, wasn't uh, Teddy was a, Touchdown. It, it, he had nothing to do with it. He won one game. I, I was I was happy about it because I finally win a bet with the uh, betting against the Atlanta Falcons for once in my fucking life. I finally got it right. Yeah, I feel like you guys finally, you know, caught on to. Well, I know. Big, I wish Big Web was here so we could give him some shit. His yeah. NFC South, you know, champion Falcons one of three, have fired their one coaches. Of three undef or one three win winless. He'll yeah. have he'll have an excuse right up until they I, they are mathematically very defeated teams. They're yes. in the hunt. In the hunt. They're always in the hunt until they, they're not. So you never know. I mean, this new coach, Nick, could take him over the top. They could fucking be 11 and 11 and 5 
at the end of the year. It could. I, there's still time to turn the season around and get in, sneak in as wild card. I mean, they're right there. Yeah. Now, I, do you guys think Adam Gase is going to continue to have his job? I don't after, know. Uh, He's he next. Another one or two games. He's next. He's next to get to get thrown yeah, I mean, off the it, Yeah. He's whether done. or not they let him finish the season out, I, I mean, I have no idea. But he's they done. said they will. But he's got to be. I mean, if if Uncle Joe can can win him a couple games here in the next few weeks, maybe he stays. But uh, yeah, I, I think I think he's got to be on the hot seat too, despite what uh, what the what the ownership group said there that he was going to be able to finish out the season regardless of their record. I just don't see how that how that can be the case. Well, there's no I, I, more feel, I mean, what's now. the difference if you if you fire him in season or not? I mean, he's getting shit canned one way or the other. It's not like you're winning anything if you fire him now. Like it doesn't make yeah, any And you get an interim coach. Like if you really if you really have your your mindset on, you know, an outside hire possibly, like you know that the owner's probably thinking like, "All right, who's next? Like who who can we go also out and Also, like if you're Joe Douglas, TJ, don't you think it might serve you better as the GM to keep Adam Gase for 16 games and get you maybe the number one pick yeah. rather than use the interim? And hey, try man, to just go games? out. That's true. Get tank for Trevor and then go get Dabo as your as your head coach. Why are you going to get? Go. Why do you hate Tua? I mean, they just got Tua. He's their guy. The no. fuck? Oh, what? You're, what? You're, We're talking about the Jets. Talking about the Jets. What am I talking about? I'm thinking Adam. You're oh, talking okay. about the you're you're talking about the Dolphins. <laughs> it's been a long day. I'm no, like, no, wait, they, I, never mind. It's been a long no, day. No, speaking of Tua though, I mean Fitzmagic is playing with house money there. And I was joking this past week when they were uh kicking the shit out of um San Francisco that Fitzmagic's gonna gonna do so well in that game that they're gonna be up by so much they're just gonna bring Tua in Tua in as cleanup and then Fitzmagic's gonna lose his job. I mean, Fitzmagic's just balling out down there for fun. He knows Tua's coming in. He's just having the time of his life for the, as long as he can until it's uh, until two a time is ready down there. Yeah. No, Which, my by bad. The way, I, I, don't I mean, know I know I everybody's clamoring for Tua to get in the game, but wh- when do you guys think that's going to happen? Not anytime soon. If they keep scoring 30 points. I mean, not anytime soon. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. There's, there's no, there's no reason. I don't let them keep learning the playbook, gelling with the teammates on the sideline. No reason to risk injury or anything like that. I think, you know, they'll do something similar like they did with Drew last year. Where and I think it was the same plan that was going to be give with him a Herbert. Couple, where it's a couple like, games. Yeah, yeah. Give him a couple games, like at the end of the season. You know, two, three weeks to see how they uh, do. Depending on if you're going to be a contender or not. There's no reason to trot out your uh, starting QB there in, in the first year, even to uh, to to try to figure it out. Although it's worked out great for Los Angeles. Justin Herbert looks like the real deal out there. Shit, uh, yeah. Playing up against some tough tough QB competition. I mean, he's he's already played against arguably some of the best quarterbacks in the league and in NFL history with playing against Brady. He played against, uh, he played against Rogers yet. Well, no, but no, he played he against Mahomes and breeze played against Mahomes and breeze. Thank you. Yeah. Those are the other two. So, I mean, he, he, he's showing his strutting his stuff out there, but I would like to see Tua at least by the second half if, of the season. If he was healthy, I think that he might be in by now. But I think I think he is better that's than they a good thought. Point. But they, point. they don't want to rush him, and if they're winning football games, that's who, a good point. who fucking cares? You know what I mean? So yeah, I don't know. So I wanted to talk. I mean, we already brought up Breeze, but I wanted to talk about some ailing quarterbacks. There have been some talk about some guys that are just straight washed. Uh, Matt Ryan being one that we mentioned earlier. Drew Breeze hasn't looked very good. Philip Rivers is another one. I, I, what do you guys think uh, of these older quarterback situations? Is there a possibility we see any of the backups in either of these three situations? And, and how do you see these teams moving forward? I personally, I think that this is Drew's last year. I think Matt Ryan will be the starter next year in Atlanta, but I think he'll have somebody that is learning behind him by that point. And uh, for Who's the third guy I mentioned? Rivers. That's obviously a bridge thing too. So, what's your guys' view of of these three starting quarterbacks? Do you think any of the three can lose their job this year? No way. I maybe uh-huh. Matt Ryan. I probably not though. Jameis. I mean, Jameis. Jameis isn't going to take over the Saints. They're not bringing famous Jameis. No, they're going to let Drew. They're, they're going to live I, and die I, on Drew Brees. That's a hundred percent what's going to happen. I think. I, I think Phil is good enough to uh, to 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 carry this team. I think they're, they're really riding on their defense, best defense in the league right now to, uh, to carry that team to some wins. And and I think they'll ride heavy on the backfield even more moving forward with Jonathan Taylor, their rookie that they drafted. Um, so 
I think Phil can do a good enough job to hold down the fort. Who, who is their what? What is their long term option at quarterback? Do they have one yet? The Colts. Colts just signed. Yeah. Uh, who's the kid from no, Washington? No, they have they Jacoby Brissett. Who's the kid so from they, Washington? They, they really got? don't Eason, have anybody. Right? Jacob Eason, right? Yeah, they do Honest? have Eason. They do have Eason. Yeah. They took him in like the third. Honestly, or fourth round. yeah, I think. I mean, I mean, Jacoby. I thought Jacoby Brissett was fine. I thought Jacoby Brissett was going to continue being the starter there. I think Jacoby Brissett's year. about what Phil gives you, to be completely honest. Yeah, maybe even more to be like it right now. Jacoby Brissett's a little bit more mobile in the pocket than Phil is, so I think he can at least escape some of those sacks that when they get pressure on Phil. I think that was that was the biggest concern for me with looking at that Cleveland matchup this week was. Um, is if is Phil going to be able to get the ball out in time against fast rush of Cleveland and and he he kind of has done that but I think Jacoby Brissett could could be a little bit more mobile in the pocket which could probably extend some plays a little bit longer for them they they are banged up in the wide receiver core but I think I think Phil is um I don't th- I think Phil is probably least like least in jeopardy of losing his job do you know how pissed yeah. off Indianapolis has to be that I mean Andrew Luck left at the absolute worst time for them they were. Yeah. They could have won a Super Bowl by now. They, they have were the ready. best defense in the NFL now. They were fucking set. And then he just said, I'm out. The defense is that defense is nice. Very nice. Yeah. Their GM, Chris Ballard's done just a hell of a job cleaning up what was just a shit infested mess that he took over. I mean, he's done a great job. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, TJ, you it can't be understated how big the loss of Andrew Luck has been because this team is ready otherwise. I yeah. mean, they really are. They're a quarterback away. So I don't know. I had kind of forgotten. I'm glad you brought up the Jacob Eason thing. I had kind of forgotten that. My whole take on the situation was like, I don't think Chris Ballard's a dumb guy. I I, I think that he saw the way Phillip looked with the Chargers last season. I think he knows he's at the end of his rope. I think that the hope was if you can just get the Hall of Fame mindset of Phillip Rivers into the building, have him manage games for you and not lose them for you, that they felt was more than what they were getting with Jacoby Brissett, because I think they give you about the same, uh, you know, on the field, like physically. Now, Nick made a good point. Jacoby gives you more athleticism, but Phil, uh, you know, has the quick release. He's more seasoned, can see coverages better, great at dumping it down to the back. So I think that. And he's a good leader too. I think you got to look at, you got to look at that, that you mentioned the Hall of Fame mindset. They brought him in because he can lead that, give that, you know, that leadership, which if he was benched, I don't think, I don't know necessarily if you could still get that because it's kind of would be infringing on Jacoby a little bit. Right. So, and they've seen Jacoby play enough games to where they saw him start all season last season and said, you know, we're still going to go out and get Phil. So I don't think that that's going to change, but I, I think for Phil and for Drew, they're both in their final seasons as starting quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm really interested to see, where the Colts go and the Saints because I mean they're both winning teams right now I mean well, they're not the best teams in the league but they're not going to be, be top 10 picks in a position to select the guy high and I mean this would be might be one of the worst drop-offs for a team in a long time like I, th- I still think the Saints have a good shot at, at making a playoff run I think Drew just needs to wake up maybe he is too old maybe he is done we'll find out here in the next few weeks but I think they still have a chance to make the playoffs and possibly a Super Bowl run if they kind of amp it up a little bit um but as far as next year and beyond, I mean, it could be the biggest drop-off that we've seen in a while with either if they have Taysom Hill becoming the guy, which is, to me, scary as shit, and also having – or Jameis Winston, either way. you got to think they're looking for plan B for next season if Drew – this is Drew's last year, which, look, I totally agree with you on that. But who is that guy? I mean, who is going to lead the New Orleans Saints who still are going to have a ton of weapons, still have a d- decent defense most of the time, but – I mean, they're not a Super Bowl contender without Drew Brees. That's what we used to think. He's had a tough start to the season. Is that him for the rest of his career? Hopefully not. We'll see. But who's the next go for? Who's the next quarterback you go for for the Saints that could continue their winning ways? I don't know. I don't know who it is. I, I, if I had to put money on it, and I wouldn't, but if I had to put money on it, I'd say it's Jameis. I don't know ah, if I am. That is so Hill scary. Ooh, so, so scary. But I, I, th- I think that they legitimately see something in Jameis. And, and listen – we all clown on Jameis like for the turnovers and rightfully so he deserves that, but he also throws for a hell of a lot of yards and hell of a lot of touchdown passes on a team. That's largely been dog shit for, I mean, the better part of our lives, barring the one, the Super Bowl team that they had. 
So, you know, like, do would I want him starting on my team? In a, no, in no. a perfect world, no. But I, I think in the Saints position where they're not going to have money probably to go sign a guy in free agency that's at least any better than Jameis is, they're not going to be able to draft the guy unless you take a guy in the middle rounds that you like. I feel like he's just kind of the best option for them at this point. And that's why Sean Payton snagged him a year too early rather than a year too late. You get him in the system for a little bit. Same as Teddy Bridgewater. Maybe you can rein him in. I, I think Jameis might be the starter in 2021. I don't feel good about it, but I think he might be. I mean, Saints fans just have to be just pissing themselves. That that sounds awful. That sounds so scary. <laughs> I, I agree. I, he's got some game, but... When you throw 30 interceptions in one season, I mean, you can't come back from that. Like, I hope he can. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. But I'll, I'll tell you this. They go from Super Bowl contenders, like you, you mentioned the drop-off. You're yeah. no longer Super Bowl contenders at that point. So who, what is another big drop-off that we can't think of that's happened in NFL history? Where it goes San from like, Fran, Fran this year. Yeah, well, I meant like franchise quarterback to like retiring to like rebuild. Oh. Probably, I guess the Colts are kind of there with Andrew Luck. I mean, Brissett didn't do terrible. I don't know. There's got to be another one in history that like a team got rid of a franchise Hall of Fame quarterback, either retired or signed somewhere else. Like it could have been the Patriots. I don't think the Broncos were any good after Elway retired. It could have been the Patriots this year if Cam didn't do what Cam's doing. Yeah, I mean, mean? yeah, Cam. That was a great situation for 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 New England to uh, get Cam like they did. Otherwise, they would be. I think they would be in that situation. I think you could probably make a case depending on what green Bay does after Aaron Rodgers leaves. If, if the next quarterback that comes in and is somebody is, you know, whether and, it's and what are the odds, here. right? Like yeah. Yeah. 0.0001% that Jordan love is also a hall of as famer. Good as yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Again, this, the saints with breeze, they have a lot of good pieces on the rest of their team, but without that quarterback position, are they going to go and, and get a quarterback that can, that can do the same thing. Luckily, Dallas with Tony Romo leaving, uh, they then got Dak, and so they were able to kind of maintain that over over time. But, yeah, I, th- I think we'll see some fallback from Atlanta too, even more so than what we've seen right now, unless they get somebody really good. And when I say drop I was off, thinking about this. Oh, sorry. I, I was thinking about that the Atlanta it, uh, at work today, Nick. And I was listening to I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about how, just how bad the Falcons are and how they just really haven't yeah. been the same since. Can you, the Super can you Bowl. really get? Can you get worse? I don't know. I, mean, I, I I was just thinking, like you know, whoever they hire next, they're gonna clean house and they're gonna have to get their new guys. Like they're gonna be dog shit for a while. I think they could be dog shit for a long time. We'll like, see. I, I think they could be like perennial top 10 in the draft for a while. Like if they, if they don't hit on the quarterback that they take this upcoming draft, like good Lord, they're going to be in trouble. Tolly said Colts yeah. with Peyton and probably dolphins after Marino. So yeah, I mean, everybody has a drop off when they have a hall of fame quarterback. It's going to happen when I mean drop off. I meant like going from, you know, 10 and six to like, two and 14 you know that type of drop off well i mean you, know? you could make a case you could make a case for the rams after kurt warner left they, they had bolger there who who held it over for a couple of years but as soon as bolger got injured they were done they were they were that was the demise and the beginning of the beginning of the end for the rams in st louis after bolger got hurt god that'd be and a that was really because all the quarterbacks that took warner over got. after bolger like fucking, I mean, Case Keenum was in there. Austin Davis was in Sam there. Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford. I was, was in such there. a big Foles Austin Davis there. stand. God, dude, Dave, bad run. Austin Davis had that like one game. I don't remember who it was against, but where it was like just an incredible game. And I mean, the Rams sucked, mm-hmm. and it was it was one of those situations like Mizzou this year, where where you know they're not going to be that great of a team that they came out and won like a game that they were unexpectedly. He had some uh, moments. Supposed yeah, supposed to lose, and ah, uh, yeah, I mean. Those are the those are the moments you you just love to see. But you but know yeah, what I mean, he I, had Nick. He had Moxie. That's it. He had some. He had some Moxie. <laughs> he had some Molly Moxie, like Connor Bazelak has our our, our future Hall of Fame. <laughs> he has one NFL one first rounder. Game, Nick, give it a rest. Our Moxie, dude. Yeah, but he came in and back up in, in the the game before that and fucking was was chunking tutties and he covered the spread for us against <laughs> Alabama. I mean, when you guys get ranked can, again, then you can, can talk. Like when you guys get ranked, then you can tell me Connor Belazic. Is that how you say his name? You can say that he Bazel, is the, the guy. 
Basil Act. They might be ranked by the end of the year. No, I don't forget know, it. Make, no, 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 forget player. it. Top 10. I don't want to hear about Mizzou until they're top 10. All right. Talk so to top you in like three 10, weeks. Okay. Yeah. 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 Talk to you in three weeks. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> Uh, so we already t- we talked about some teams that are dropping off. We talked about some quarterbacks that are nearing the twilight of their en- end of their career. I wanted to talk with you guys, and this is really the last sort of thing I had. Uh, there's some new emerging teams in the NFL, some teams that are, have come back after maybe a, a year or two of being down, and some teams that we haven't seen really compete in a while. The the first one that came to my came to mind for me, the Browns are four and one. Yeah. Uh, the Rams have come back after a down year. The the Raiders just beat the Chiefs by multiple scores. Uh, feels like they're getting it together. The Bears are four and one. Holy cow! The Bucks under Brady are doing pretty well. The Panthers, the Cardinals, the Colts, like all these teams, I didn't really have them as playoff teams, and here they are in the mix. Uh, of the teams I mentioned, or maybe one that I didn't. What do you guys think of some of these emerging teams? Are they frauds? Are they for real? What has really surprised you? Because for me, I picked the Browns to get to a wild card this year. I thought they'd be better under Stefanski. I thought they'd be a playoff team. I don't think I thought that it was going to look as good as it has through the first five weeks, though. They've beat some really good teams. I mean, you beat the Colts last week against one of the toughest defense in the league, and they made them look silly on a number of plays. Um yeah, I mean, I, for me, and TJ said himself too, if the Browns win this last week, then then Baker and the Browns are for real. I think they're for real. Like, like they could – For sure. They, they're in a competitive division there with the Steelers and the Ravens. Bengals aren't going to make too much noise this year, but even long-term, if the Bengals figure some things out, they'll be in a – that's a very competitive division there. And, and, and Baker, I think, may have finally figured it out with his, with his weapons. It just took him a couple of years to get there, and I think a lot of that has to do with the – with the head coaching too. I also look at the Raiders who just beat the chiefs outright this, uh, this past week there with, uh, with Derek Carr. I think they've started to figure some, figure some things out. The defense still is um, not great, but uh, Derek Carr certainly looks like he is uh, figuring some things out with, uh, with his new connection there and Henry Ruggs and second year tight end. I uh, will, we'll call him a second year tight end and Darren Waller, even though he's been in the league for, for longer than that. But, <laughs> I like that. Um, second year tight end, Darren uh, Waller. Second year <laughs> relevant tight end. Yes. Yeah. Second year. Well, well, second year when he's not, uh, when he's not doing drugs and, and getting uh, suspended and banned from the league. No, I like that. Um, second year so tight really, end, Darren Waller. Yeah. Only been a year too. <laughs> second year. year uh, second year. Ta- year two and uh, he's been like what five years six years i, I don't idea. know what the exact i i just remember him on wasn't he on the ravens during the hard knocks year they were on yeah yeah i think i think so and so i mean there those are those two teams though being the browns and the raiders i think are two teams that are unexpectedly better than than uh than we were um, unexpectedly better than we were expecting except when i picked them way. every time Every Except time. for when you pick, well, yeah. no, you had him in week one against the, uh, okay. the Panthers. And they did win one, that. But week did, one was a total coin flip. Week one could have been either way. It doesn't matter. Week one, yeah, you can't that take teams. is. But my God, I mean, them against tough. the Patriots, but they against lost the by Saints too. The Saints too. Yeah, yeah. I know. I it's mean, they're so they're they're a good team. Like they got a good coach now. Derek Carr is like, I don't want to lose my job. I'd I'd like to stick around for a while. And he's starting to play some football. But they're so inconsistent. It's ridiculous. Like they're three and two, but it feels like they're not. You know what I mean? It just feels like they're 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 not a they're not going to be a 500 team. Hopefully they are. Hopefully they're nine and seven. They could be. Um, I Another, mean, lowest maybe. DJ, I'm with you. I think they're more eight and eight. Yeah, I think they're an eight and eight team. Hopefully they prove me wrong. But I, I just they scare me still. I I like them a lot. I, but every time I pick them and go out on a limb, and now we're we're talking spread. We're not talking straight up winning the football game sometimes. But I mean, they haven't sure. kept some games close, like against that's supposed the to even it out, though. Right, but they beat I the think... Chiefs, and the Chiefs are going to have down times. You know, Mahomes isn't perfect, and it's also a divisional game. You know what I mean? Like divisional games, you got to kind of take it and toss it up. They're always yeah, playing absolutely. up to that. Hundred percent going to play up to the I, Chiefs. There is a, um, I think one one team that was interesting too that we thought were could have been for real and maybe our pretenders is the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen has looked really good, but they got exposed against the Titans this past week. And I think I don't know. I, I don't know if we all saw that coming, but I, I think it, it, to me, it still felt a little too good to be true with the Buffalo Bills this year. For as good as they have played, 
to not have one of those games where they just get absolutely smacked into the gutter like they did um, on was it Tuesday night football? Was that the Tuesday night game? Tuesday yeah, night was. football, prime time. The random yeah. Yeah, the, was that the was that the first time in history that there's been Tuesday night football? Yeah, you know, I'm not sure. That's, That's a really good question. I have no idea. I'm sure they had it on the broadcast, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I, I just watch, tweeted I during that game, game. Uh, as the Titans are just trouncing the Bills with like two and a half weeks of rest. Like Titans look rested. They look healthy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, they, those. Those fuckers. They were kicking ass. They had plenty of time to get rest, yeah. rested. Frank. Oh, my. And then poor Buffalo Bills are like, we played every week. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess my play. take on the Bills, I still think they're a playoff team. I think they're more – I think I had them at 10-6. and six. I think they're more 10-6 and six than they are 12-4, and 13-3. I don't think they're one of the best teams in the AFC. And this is the hump that they have to get over with Josh Allen is – they are kind of similar to Lamar and the Ravens. It's like they just dummy these shitty teams. But when they have these big games against the more t- the tougher opponents, they haven't always lived up they to it. They finished the job I, against the Rams. Yeah, and, and you know they they did have After the big win against the uh, the Cowboys. I remember on Thanksgiving they kind of handled them on the road on Thanksgiving night, and every everybody kind of was like, okay, we didn't really expect them to win that game. Let's put a little bit of respect on the Bills. But I just think that that's the next step they have to take as an organization. Like, you got to beat the Titans. You're going to have to beat the Patriots later on this season. You're going to have to beat, you know, the Steelers. And then you're going to have to try and contend with teams like the Chiefs, who they have uh, this Monday night. They're playing that game at 4 o'clock on a Monday. That, God, that's that, odd. That, yeah. That the sucks. league can't be happy about that. You got the 4 and 1 Bills and the 4 and 1 Chiefs playing at 4 o'clock By the on way, Monday. Tolly said it's the second ever Tuesday game in NFL history. I don't know what the first second one was. ever. Thank you, Tolly. But he said it was the second. All righty. Fir- when was the first one played? Does he have that info? I don't know. Let's look it up. Uh, let's look it up. Let's look it up. Hey, I was going to ask it's you, good boys. Producer right there. I think after out. five weeks, this would be intriguing because, again, Zook was asking if there's any fakers out there for, you know, the, the teams that are 4-1 and one and, like, the Bears and some teams like that. So let's – I'm going to give us a chance right now. I know Big Web's not on the show. We can have him chime in, though, too. Um, I want you to repick your Super Bowl. Yeah, I need to. Um, all right, I'm taking I'm, – I'm trying to think. It's either going to be – out of the NFC, I think I think the NFC Championship game is Seattle Seahawks Green Bay Packers, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Packers out of the NFC. Um, I think getting Devontae Adams back, they've really shown something without him in the lineup, and then now they're getting him back. Also, Robert Tanyan, tight end, that's that stepped up uh, as a baby kind Kittle, of a surprise. And I don't think anybody him. Uh, in their fantasy lineup, when he scored those three touchdowns, I certainly have him on my on my bench now. But I think Rodgers has just shown that hey, he's not done yet, and he's he's still going. And there's nothing that's shown. The Seattle Seahawks have have faltered a little bit. We we've seen a couple weeks now where they have struggled a little bit. They they finished the job in both games against the Dolphins and the Vikings. But that first half against the Vikings showed that they are have the the potential of being exposed. So I'm going with the Packers. And then out of the AFC, we might see a surprise out of the AFC. The Chiefs finally have showed some some cracks in their uh, in their in what they have. Although getting Lev Bell now to go along with all those other offensive weapons, if they can figure out the defensive side of the ball and still contain that division with the uh, with the Chargers, the Raiders, and, and the Broncos, and come out there, I think once playoff time comes, having that experience there, the Chiefs will still be able to to get the job done. So I'll still pick Chiefs as my AFC favorite, even though it's a little bit of a boring pick. I don't think there's anybody else out there, Ravens, Patriots. Uh, I don't think any of those teams can contend with them once uh, once push comes to shove in the playoffs. So I go Packers, Chiefs, and then, shit, toss up for the fucking Super Bowl. Yep. So what do you think? Yeah, I, I had uh, Chiefs, Saints, and I had Saints winning it all. And I'm off the Saints. I, I think they'll make the playoffs. I actually still think they'll win the division, but I don't think they're su- true Super Bowl contenders anymore. I just don't think Drew has that in the bag. And I do think the the reason I picked them was partially because I, I felt like this was their time. Like it's do or die. Like for for the for the Minnesota Vikings in 2017 when they were about to have the Super Bowl literally in Minnesota 
and they got stomped in the NFC Championship by the Eagles. Like, that was their time, and they missed it. Yep. Like, the the Falcons blowing 28-3, to that was their time, and they missed it. I think the Saints are missing their time, too. Like, this is their chance, and I think it's going by the wayside. Uh, I was neck and neck. I couldn't pick between the Seahawks and the Saints at the beginning of the year. Wish I had gone the other way on that because, yeah, I think the Seahawks are going to win the NFC. I think the Packers actually are probably the favorites at this point to win the NFC. I think they're a better team than the Seahawks, but just in the interest of bias, not homerism. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I love not the at Seahawks all. at the beginning of the year. I, I do think the Seahawks are a really, really good football team. I don't think the defense is as bad as they've looked. I mean, they look like shit throughout the first month of the year. I feel like their players are better than that. So I, I, I think they'll get better throughout the year. And then I'm sticking with the Chiefs. I'm sticking with the Chiefs. Uh, give me Chiefs, Seahawks, and the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I was literally between the teams you guys said. I, I agree with the Chiefs. I mean, they look good. They've had the one game against the Raiders. There's and just no other AFC team. There's not. No, there you know, is. Not on their level, at least. Even when they've looked sluggish against, like, the Chargers early, you know, they, they figure it out. That's that's what they do. They looked sluggish against the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl last year, and they, they won. It, it doesn't really matter if you win the damn game. And cover so. the spread. And cover the spread. So the Chiefs have to be in the AFC. They've, they've looked the strongest. They are the strongest. I just don't know unless, again, knock on wood, doesn't happen that Mahomes gets hurt or something crazy. You could say that about any team, hypothetically. So... I think they'll they'll be fine. They'll make it. And then it was a toss-up between Green Bay and Seattle. The same thing you guys were talking about. Um, I'm taking Seattle. I, I was really thinking hard about it, but I think they just have more weapons. And, um, you know, there's something about Russell this year. You know, he just he seems unstoppable. And now he's finally got a number one receiver. He had Lockett for so long, and they were already good with him. Now you got DK Metcalf, who some people are calling the next Megatron. I think, who was it? Jamal Adams said that, right? His uh, his his teammate. So you know, it's it's kind of a cool scenario when you have DK Metcalf playing out of his mind. Tyler Lockett through the middle. Chris Carson, a great receiving back. Now they have so many just weapons on that offense. Not to mention when Russ gets out and runs. So I just don't know how you stop Seattle. And I honestly do think Seattle against the Chiefs would be one of the best Super Bowls in the past fifteen years. I really do believe that. So that's what I'm gonna pick Seattle in the uh, in Kansas City. Yeah, me too. I'm with you, TJ. Hey, guys, do you mind if I take a victory lap on DK Metcalf real quick? Yeah. I liked him as the best wide receiver coming out of the draft. He went in the second round. I have no fucking idea why, and he is clearly the best wide receiver in that draft class. Yeah, he, he's, he's, a beast. he's a beast. I mean, I'm just, I just got to toot my own horn uh, on, on Chase Claypool, drafting him in the fifth or sixth round of my uh, of my dynasty good over, rook, rookies only league and just – absolutely putting up fucking numbers i mean i got i got cd lamb moster through the supplemental draft chase claypool and zach moss and uh and lazard all in the same fucking draft it, that is i mean unbelievable congratulations nick on your performance unbelievable great job i mean i called you I, I picked chase claypool out of the fucking clouds notre dame big wide receiver i was like ooh, that guy's gonna be literally the next the next target for for uh, for Ben Roethlisberger is he their number one now? I mean, I know he had one big. He's, got, week, he's gotta but be. They're Four looking at him. Touchdowns. Juju might not be the number Dude, he, one there anymore. He can run yeah. the ball. He's a deep threat. He's over the middle. He's breaking tackles. I mean, this kid. Can I, do I think ball. they gotta feature him more. But I saw a disappointing stat as somebody that picked him up in fantasy this week that he had the fourth most routes run before the Deontay Johnson injury. Like he needed Deontay. Like they still were playing Juju Deontay Johnson and James Washington over him. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to think right after four fucking touchdowns, the guy's a weekly staple in, he has in, to in be the now. team's lineup. But yeah, I don't know. I just saw that and I was like, Ooh, that's a little bit concerning at least. So I, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. So we looked it up. Tali actually said the same thing. I looked it up. But apparently back between 1940 and 1949, the NFL had regular Tuesday night games. So they had like, not like every week, but it was like seven or eight, they said. So you're talking about. So actually World War II. Yeah, like way back in the fucking day. (laughs) Like, so, so now Tali said the most recent one and the only one that's not a regular scheduled one was in 2010, actually. So it was the Eagles and the Vikings, and it was pushed back. I think two days because was that of a the blizzard, uh, blizzard game. Yeah, well, I think. Well, I think the reason for this wasn't this the game where the uh, 
the Metrodome roof collapsed. Is that what it was? I do remember that. Yeah, I wonder if that's why. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember the timing of it. If like that happened during football season or not. Like I was kind of young when that went on. Well, I guess I wasn't that young. I was still like 15 years old. But regardless, I think I think that might be 2010. uh, Yes, it was the game. Yes, it was. So yeah, it was uh, <laughs> wow, 2010. Wow, that's when all the stuff wow. uh, came out about it. Holy shit, that's wild. Yeah, that I, crazy. I, I couldn't. I couldn't have pulled that one. Uh, so there you A go. A decade Pro- ago, producer that's... Tali and TJ teaming up to. Uh, that was all Tali. Make this I mean, program. I looked. I, I went and Googled it after he told me, but that was all Tali there. So. All right, did producer Tali earning his stripes? In, huh? a- as a Yankee, do we need? As a Yankees fan, do we need to give him his pinstripes for the show? Oh, uh, I mean, the Yankees. He's a big, he's a big Yankees he, fan, so he's into handing out pinstripes. He's got to wait till the Yankees at least get to the World Series, and then we can give them back <laughs> yeah, their pinstripes. I, I don't think Yankees. they even have their pinstripes right now. So They definitely they definitely <laughs> do not have their pinstripes after an Okay, so no pinstripes for Tali. Yeah, I mean, the fucking team goes out there and pays millions of dollars to Garrett Cole. They're missing piece, and then they lose to the Rays. So I don't know what to tell you. No pinstripes for you. All these weapons. Chapman, John Carlo, Mm. Aaron Judge. Judge. TJ, is he in the room with you right now, or is he remote? No, he's he's remote. He's remote. I'd be saying it right to his face. I say it every day to him at work. I mean, it's just a a tough franchise to not win and and spend all the money they have. So I don't know. I mean, they've gone like uh, 20 years now with uh, one World Series. Yeah. I mean, the Cardinals have more. You just hate to see Yeah, I mean, the White Sox have as many World Series in that time frame. Oh, yeah. Zook, real quick. I was going to ask you about La Russa, if that works out. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, what in the hell is going on? (laughs) You, You know what I think that is? You know what my theory is on that? What's that? And I saw somebody tweet this, like everybody. So the main people that they were looking, everybody speculated on like the second he got fired before obviously getting with sources and the team and everything was AJ Hinch and Alex Cora. Mm-hmm. So the guys that were in the cheating scandal. And so I obviously that's going to rub a lot of people the wrong way, especially in your own fan base. And so what better way to warm your fan base up? to the idea of having cheating ass AJ Hinch manage your ball club, then floating out some bullshit. Yeah. We're going to hire Tony LaRussa and his hey. walker to come to the South side. <laughs> hey, you don't talk shit about Tony. Young I won't team. stand for it. You won't talk shit I about love Tony LaRussa. He started out with the white Sox. I love Tony. I have nothing but respect. Like if this was 2000, even 10, I'd, I'd be all for it. When but I, when I was two, yeah, I used to call him Tony Ruta. Is, you don't talk shit old. on Tony Ruta. He's my guy. That's why that's what I called him in when I was two years old, Tony Ruta. <laughs> you don't talk shit on Tony. <laughs> TJ, you know, that just makes my point. You were watching him manage the Cardinals when you were two. Yeah, years that, old. that does tell you something. I mean, it, <laughs> it is true. Like the time has passed. Like, in you know, I don't know. I, I, I'd like to see him and Matheny against each screen. other in the AL central. I mean, I think that's awesome. You got Matheny with the Royals now. You could have Larusa going on with the Whites. I mean, you're talking about a lot of Cardinal <laughs> history going together in the AL Central. I fucking love it. Yeah, no thanks. See, you <laughs> know, I will say like it worked because I was, you know, I was a big, you know, fuck the Astros guy. You know, like I, yeah. I don't appreciate AJ Hinch and Alex Cora, Carlos Beltran. I don't. I, I hate that whole thing, but. I will say it worked because now I'm like, please just hire agents. Yeah. <laughs> hire agents. Yeah. It was funny. Uh, Zook, you cut out there. So all, so all I heard is uh, you, you said fuck the Astros, but I just heard fuck the ass. And, oh. then, and then you cut out. So <laughs> that, was, that, was, that, was, that was nice. I was like, what? DJ, did I Zook? cut out for you too? No, no. It's that Reno Wi-Fi oh. Nick always brags about. That Reno, it's, that good, it's, that good Reno, it's that good Reno Wi-Fi, Nick's man. like, what are, are you we what? talking about? Yeah. What are we talking about? No, I, I like I would love the AJ Hinch hire there by Chicago, even though he is a cheating. You you guys know who I you guys know who I want them to to get? Alex Cora. I mean, I, at this point, like Carlos if Beltran? it's if it's between Larusa and Hinch, like give me Hinch all day. But the first call I'd make is to Bruce Bochy. Interesting. That's who I'd hire. Hmm. By the way, I was watching no. random random thought because I heard Bruce Bochy's name. So Barstool does this trivia thing on YouTube now, and they have like. They're different uh, employees against each other, and they usually do a lot of sports trivia and entertainment trivia. And one of them was, "Who's the only National League manager to, I think, to win or appear? I think it was win the National League, uh, the NLCS with two different teams since 1998 or something like that." And he was the only one. 
I think that's what the manager to win the NLCS. No, no, no. With two different teams, Nick. Two different teams. With two different franchises or two different teams? No, I'm sorry. Two different franchises. That's what I meant to say. Teams as in like two separate (laughs) franchises. Yeah, I guess that I meant, I didn't mean the same franchise. Two different franchises. Correct. Yes. Hmm. So, well, I just said it. It was Bochy. (laughs) That's why I said it. Wait, who else did he manage? He managed the, uh, God, who would they say? The Padres, I believe. And, and the they made Padres it in ni- went to a- nine, 99. No, maybe I think it was either they had appeared in the NLCS. I think it was appeared in the NLCS with two separate franchises. I thought they said oh, okay. the Padres in like 99, I guess. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, that, that yeah, kind of. Yeah, the, uh, the, the late 90s pod pod daddies were, were decent. Because they had Tony Gwynn? Yeah. yeah, Mr. Padre, RIP. Mm-hmm. God, Love I mean, using Tony Gwynn and MLB The Show. Because I never would have got that. I'm, my baseball knowledge goes, like, right at about 2003. You know what I mean? See, I, I love baseball, but, yeah, I, I have I don't know baseball like I know football. No, not even close. So, yeah, I didn't even know Bruce Boshi managed the Padres. Me neither. So, Padres were in there, yep, yeah, in 1998 NLCS, it says, where they won against the Atlanta Braves, actually. Did Bochy make it to World Series, two different franchises? He might have. I thought that so, was interesting. I didn't know that. This, so. The Padres lost that World Series then in 99. Who would that have been against? The Yanks? Yes. Right? <clears throat> 99 was the last one the Yankees won before they went on their huge drought, Tolly. You would know that. Well, and then they lost to the D-backs in like 2000 or 01, I yeah, think. Yeah, but they didn't win one again until 2009 or 10, which won't whatever won. This has been some fantastic baseball on the midweek show. (laughs) I love it. I I know. know. I know. (laughs) Yeah, I think 99 would have been the Yankees. On next week's episode, we're going to break down the Cardinal bullpen. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, TJ, let me know when Nick texts you that answer because I am genuinely curious about it. it. But boys, Yankees beat the Padres in 98. They actually beat them four games to zero. So Bochy did not win a World Series game that year. Okay, but he made it. So yeah, correct. Yeah. All right. That's eh, fine. All right. Yeah, all right. And all champs. Tally said Yanks won ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand, and then oh nine. So I was wrong. Thank I forgot they won you, two years in a row there. Thank you, Tally. We know you guys have won plenty of them. <laughs> Twenty seven of them. Guys, do you have any closing thoughts? I know TJ, we got to get to the sponsors. We no Thursday night football to pick this week. Um, what are you guys looking forward to in week six? Is there anything I missed that you wanted to talk about? I'm looking forward to not going fucking one and six this week. I know that. Yeah, I'm, you had a tough. I got. I got to do a punishment this one. Sunday. Uh, the TJ's offensive got line. a dubsy. Go ahead, Nick. Go ahead, DJ. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Next only a five second delay. Uh, I, I no, can't... you can you can go. Oh my god, I can't talk. Here we go. This is it's it's hard. We're on a four second delay. So every time I say go, he says go. It's a whole thing. Um, yeah. So I forgot what I was gonna say. I'm excited to eat jelly beans on Sunday. That's for sure. We do need a second punishment for me. Um, not sure what that's gonna be. Beer yet. mile. Beer mile. Second one. Uh, dude, I, if you want to do that, go for it. That seems harsh for a weekly punishment. I mean, yeah. I, did this I mean, I'm waxing my chest when beers, I have It's to not do. a punishment at all. That it's, was what that said. Just like a Tuesday That's what me. he said, I'm... but in his, <laughs> in his his head, he was thinking I didn't want to that. sound like a doucher, though, you know? Oh, three I'm waxing I can my slug chest, with the best shaving my beard, and uh, potentially doing an ice bath. I, I'm trying to up the level of punishments here. Ice bath isn't Nick, I want to do the ice enough. bath with you. It's not entertaining enough. I'm in for that punishment. I feel like that's not entertaining. I mean, it's not entertaining enough. enough. Sitting in there being like, holy shit, this is fucking cool. I, think, shit. It, it, I think it would be funny if you sat in the ice bath on the show. Oh, that'd be like oh, if, if you just had yeah. like a giant tub on the show and you had to do the show. The entire show? Okay, that would tub. be bad. That would be bad. Think of the shrinkage. <laughs> Save that. That would be, ooh. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm not going to lose I'm thinking about any, it now, Tali. So. I didn't want to, or not Tali. <laughs> Knock, knock on wood, but um, no, that that would actually be really fucking funny. Tolly, um, Tolly said real quick, and, Nick. He said it's not harsh for one and six. Fuck you, Tolly. It is harsh for one and six. <laughs> for one and six, dude. I mean, I mean, one and six, six takes skills. You did, you did double down on a team, so you did get fucked there. But yeah, I mean, you deserve every bit of that one and six punishment. I'm just pissed because I switched. 
off of Baltimore to Cincy, and I switched off of Pittsburgh to Philly because I was listening to some other bullshit. Dude, I switched off of two teams as well. I switched off of two teams as well, and they both lost. Did you see the end of that Steelers game, though? They got fucking lucky. Why were they throwing? They were up by four. They should have just ran it out. That was so lucky, dude. And I had the Steelers Steelers in my parlay, and so they backdoor covered, so I was fine with it. But I was like, holy shit. I I counted that bet as a loss. And then um, red zone broke in at Chase Claypool, got another fucking touchdown, and it won me my bet. <laughs> I was flipping shit. I was like, yeah. "This is I don't even give a fuck that I lost that game." And the, uh, you know, I was sweating bullets about that Cleveland game because I was either gonna have to win the, it, it, if I was if Cleveland lost, I would have had to either win. I think I would have had to win one of the the Minnesota Seattle game to not have tied for the punishment. I think is how it all shook out. So. Once Cleveland won, that secured my bet and secured me not having to do a punishment. So I was happy about that. Because I think Zook and I tied this week at four and three, and Big Web won at five and two, right? Yeah, yeah. Big Web won yeah. it. Yeah, five and two. He's been heating up a little yeah. bit. So. so now we did talk, and this is something Tali and I were discussing, but I was not happy to discuss it because I'm currently in last. Um, but we <laughs> should have a like an epic punishment for like the loser of the entire season. Yeah, yeah. that would be funny. Zook, Zook's that out. would be fun. Depends, it feel, depends what it is. Zook doesn't feel it's confident gotta be going agreed to the upon. second half of the year. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be agreed upon. Okay. Yeah, I mean, as I sit comfortably in first place, um, I think uh, I'm I'm all for it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Because I suck at the end of the season. I match this to what happens. I suck at the end of the year, and uh, that's where it comes back to bite me. I get a big head, and then I shit the bed. And that wasn't intended to rhyme. I'm not trying to be Dr. Seuss here, but uh, that is that is what what tends to happen. So. That what about an end of the year polar plunge? Oh, wow. Oh, fuck. You'd have to do it in suck. February, too. Jesus. Yikes. Yeah, I suck. won't be here, though. I could do it in Denver. Where will we be? Oh, now you're talking. That would, suck e- <laughs> that would suck even worse. Nick's yeah. got to go sledding so. in his underwear down a mountain or something. That'd be hilarious. Oh, <laughs> I already had to do that when I lost the bet to Kendall for the Butler Mizzou game. I'd do snow angels in the snow. I was fucking miserable. I That's was pretty so funny. Cold. I wasn't like totally clued into why that was happening at the time. I just remember I get on Facebook and Nick's doing snow angels. I'd imagine that like a big so amount of your Facebook cold. following that doesn't listen to the show is like, why the fuck is he doing just? No, snow it's angels? almost like an understood yeah. thing. Like, oh, there's Nick doing snow angels. That's a yeah, Nick thing like, to is, do. Is he okay? Like, do we need to? Call I someone? said it in yeah. there that I lost a bet to Kendall for the Butler Mizzou game, and so that's oh, why okay. I was doing the snow angels. That was go. miserable. That sucked. That was so fucking cold. That was so fucking cold. I can imagine. So, so anyway, I I don't know what I'm going to do if I have time to do a beer mile because the whole point is to get content, and if I have nobody to film, yeah, I don't know what else to do. We'll, th- you know? we'll think Well, we got plenty of more front. weeks of football, so. Yeah, I'd rather get out of the way. No, because no, here's what I'm doing right now. I'm getting the shit out of my, out of my life this week. So whatever happens, <laughs> we're double, life, we're double he's punishing. Getting out of, he's getting the, ba- no more punishments. getting the bad juju out. No more punishments. Getting, Getting it all out now so we can G-G restart, out. start fresh, and, and go. That's what we're going to do. So what, what are we at? Is. Big Web is Big Web is two punishments. You're two punishments, and Zook is one. I'm about is to do my first this Sunday. Me and Zook together this Sunday so te- on Jelly Beans. So what do we miss? Isn't that only four weeks? So Big Web did two. Well, TJ then, lost again. He's got two Yeah, we haven't done. We didn't do any last week. But yeah. that's, only four, that's only four weeks of football, though. Because no, Big Web, no. Because Big Web, you got Big Web's lost twice. He did the signs and the jelly beans, right? And and TJ lost by himself, and he lost with you. And so that's only two weeks. So what was the fifth week? <laughs> Actually, now you you're as we're going me. in. Um, <laughs> we're going into week six. On, so. We're smart. We can do this. Let's go back to the standings. <laughs> it's not that hard. Big Big Web did. Big Web did the science. Big Web did the jelly beans. Yes. You guys skipped last week until you're doing this week for like the jelly beans. And then TJ TJ and I lost week four. TJ lost week five. Big Web lost week one and two. So who lost week three? (sighs) Nick? I don't know. No, I have I have not lost shit. I've gone I went (laughs) five and two, five and two, five and two, five and two, and four and three. Are you sure? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we missed it. Big a week. Web lost week one. 
Uh, scrolling through, scrolling through, a lot of content. No, TJ through. lost again. He had to call his family. Yeah, that was one yeah, it was a bullshit oh, that, one. Yeah, there you go. Called Frank. Yeah, that That's was right. stupid. That was stupid. That yeah. was stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> stupid, good. Nick. That good was job. Nick's, good that was job, Nick's idea. No, yeah, it was your idea for the probably. call. I, I get, I gave you the letter. Yeah, that was, uh, that was dumb. That yeah. was dumb. Uh, Zucker, by the, the way, the letter, the, le- the letter, I, I had F because for failure, after, I didn't even think of, I wasn't thinking of first names. And as soon as I said F, I was like, oh, Fahey, that's a, that's a cop out. But then you're like, Frank. then you're like, then he went with Frank. I was like, ah, that's a little stretch. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> do what you tough, do. Tough, tough, tough. Look, we tough, are tough, in, tough. uh, I mean, TJ, TJ is the loser of three punishments for TJ. TJ's been trying to say this for two minutes. Are you done, Nick? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I was waiting. So look, <laughs> we're doing a beer mile uh, within the next month. Um, Brews versus bras slash BOTB versus Brews slash uh, uh, what huh? is it? Fuck you, Nick Yale versus beer fuck mile? you, TJ Weber. The t- there's gonna be two teams. I meant to say beer Olympics. Two teams. It's gonna be me, Nick, Kendall, Lara, Zook, and Tali. And somehow we need to split those teams up. Nick and I obviously have to be separate. For the content purposes, this is a beer mile or like a case race. Like I, every what's, no, what's no, no, on? Olympics. So we're doing, we're gonna do flip cup, yeah, beer Olympics, not beer mile. I literally said beer Olympics two seconds after I said beer mile, Nick. Listen up, bud. So then, we well, got- <laughs> well, your wife, your wife, your Wi-Fi cut out, TJ. You motherfucker. Sorry about you, I Nick. I apologize for your terrible Wi-Fi. So <laughs> we're playing. So oh, your Wi-Fi, Civil War beer pong. So I so anyway we're doing civil war beer pong. Jesus then Christ. we're doing we're doing uh, flip <laughs> I'm cup. Just, I'm just fucking. With we're you. all I understand that. We're also <laughs> doing a, uh, a relay race with beer, uh, a bunch of different things. So we're doing like four or five events. Just a bunch of beer activities. Well, I can't wait. Well, let's do it. So we're gonna ask because I we gotta check make sure Kendall's not working. But the Wednesday before Thanksgiving during the day, I'm off. Nick's back in town. Are you off that Wednesday? Uh, I'd have to. I have to look. Okay. On Schlitzgiving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah, think. Yeah. Skanksgiving. That's what we always call that day. I love how we make our plans on the show. Like this is something that could have been off the show, but I thought it'd yeah, be better know. for the audience. Yeah. I, everybody, everybody, I, yeah. I don't know. I have to text you. Okay. Live on Facebook. You know. Got to do it. Here we are. It's how we do it. And then we could do it in December if everybody can make it, but at the same time, it's gonna be super fucking cold, so we can still we just don't bitch out. Or yeah, find something inside. I will I show know. up. I will show up in a tank top. Okay. Well, hard. I'll show up here. in my reindeer onesie. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I I wanted to get team shirts though, so I wanted to get either team Nick, team TJ, bruise bras, or mm. have like two drops where yes. it's it's Nick's team where it says "fuck you, TJ Weber," and then "fuck you, Nick <laughs> Yale," you know, something like that. Tell I'll tell Dad to do that. I think that'd be cool. And then we all wear it. And then we keep we keep the shirts so it can become like a yearly thing. It's Beer Olympics every year with the same teams. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. I think it'd be fun. So, anyway. That'll do it, Zuck. That's Something all I think got. about. Yeah. Well, do we got sponsors, TJ? Well, we of course we got sponsors. Up. Why were you guys trying to end the show? It's it's obviously sponsor time. K. Roberts <laughs> from Remax Gold. I don't know how many times I got to tell you guys. You got to listen to me. She's the best real estate agent in St. Louis. I know that for a fact because Laura and I bought our house last November with her help. She's the best in town. She's always willing to answer your questions. She's always willing to help you out after the sale's done to make sure you're happy with your purchase or with your sale of your home. Give her a call, 314-409-4113. One more time for that number, 314-409-4113. Online, stlhomes4u.com. You're saying 4-F-O-R or number 4? It's the number 4, Nick. I promise you it's the number 4. STL Homes, the number four, Y O U com. K Roberts, Ring Max Gold. And also Sarah Barron from Family, Family Finance Mortgage. Sarah, currently, we are in contact with her to hopefully refinance our home. She's always calling us about the best rates and letting us know that she can help out and uh, giving us the best options for, for our refinance. So please give Sarah Barron a call, 314 537 1282 online, familyfinancemortgage.com. Sarah will help you out. She's teaming up with Kay as well. Helped get us in our new house. Currently helping us try to refinance our home as well with numbers down in the threes. She's the best in town. Once again, 314 537 1282 online, familyfinancemortgage.com. 
Com. So look, that'll do it. Love it. Love it. I, I guys, I love this. Uh, the last 15 minutes of our show here every week. Yeah, you, I did too. We're always really buttoned up. And then like the last, you truly have no idea what you're going to hear the last 10 to 15 minutes. Today we had beer Olympics <laughs> and baseball. Last week we had me taking a whiz mid mid podcast. I mean, it is, it's truly exceptional work that we do here. And I just, you know, hope everybody else sees it. So, How do you uh, think we feel every day on Brews the entire show? That literally is the entire program. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. That's what it is. So we love it. Well, we'll that'll it. wrap it up for our week five recap for TJ, for Nick, uh, and for Big Web, of course, um, as he, uh, you know, he's, he's in our hearts. So uh, that'll wrap it up. I am Zach Zook. And we will see you guys on Sunday 